Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. I just realized we don't get the lead out enough around here. We don't, we just don't get the lead out enough. And that's on me, so thought you give me the whole lot of On this Sunday morning, November the 5th, good morning. Morning, Georgia! Morning! And a good morning to you folks, you beautiful people in Lilburn. In wonderful Lilburn. Lilburn! What do I need to know about going out there to Lilburn, Sam? I mean, if you're going out Highway 78, it's right in that right in that area, right near Snellville. Mm-hmm. You know, and then Lilburn's out there. And of course, you go out that way. We go to, on Friday nights, we go by Parkview High School. That's out in that That's, the, fr- that's the Frank, Frank Stinchcombs, Stinchcombs. Who, who else went there? The Stinchcombs. Matt, Matt and John. I think there was somebody else from Brazil went of, on all there. All kind of folks went, uh, went to Park Park. And the coach who's still waiting for oh, <laughs> Jeff Rackworth's uh, home uh, run uh, no, to uh, land. Uh, and uh, Olsen. Olsen. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, big what or- first? Before, big Orange Jungle. Before, big Orange Jungle? What they call the stadium. Really? Call the stadium the Big Orange Jungle. See, all that stuff you said beforehand won't stay with me. That last part will, though. The Big Orange Jungle? I ain't never heard that before. Yeah. That's the nugget that's, that's, that we will retain. Yes. From your little follow the host orange, of nuggets. Follow the orange paw prints. <laughs> okay. The just follow the I the, got one of those in my coat. You, 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 that's you, my high school, but they think it's I went to Clemson or something. You, you can tell when you're getting close to the school, you see the paw prints. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Uh that was so so in depth I forgot what I was gonna say next. What's up? What's up? What's up? Oh, oh, so we had um, we were talking about uh, Pullman Yards. Yes, a minute ago. I want to get that out there. Yes, um, because I want people to know that they can go out. This thing is going on all month long, if not longer. Jurassic World, the exhibit. Now, you just need to go and just Google Jurassic <laughs> Jurassic World exhibit because there's a number of pages that tell you what's going on. But the one Fever page, Fever FeverUp.com has a real breakdown, but they have, you know, you can get the tickets for it. They have adults, 16 plus, kids, everybody, you know, you can get in for free if you're under three, family bundles, group bundles, all kinds of stuff going on. So I don't want to run down everything, but this exhibit out at Pullman Yards looks special. It used to be here for a while. I guess it stopped during before the pandemic and it's back now. Okay. But, you know, as we sit and wait for the film industry to get back to Georgia here. These guys are doing what they can out there to remind you what's going on with it. So, again, Jurassic World out at Pullman Yards. I want to give you just a heads up on that. What was the other thing? Oh, as we sit here on this November 5th Marty McFly Day, 
Yeah. Having some fun with that throughout the day today. If y'all don't know, if you're just tuning in, November 5th was the day that Marty McFly went back to 1955 in the movie. So as we throw out insignificant information on this day, like today was the day that George Foreman won. the. There were a ton of presidents elected on this day. Okay. But I'm going to save that because we got to talk about what happened yesterday. I used the term business as usual, handle, you know, Georgia doing what, doing what they have done. But you pointed out that this is the first time in a while Georgia got tested. Yeah. So we sit here and look, at, and look back at that Missouri game from yesterday. And I'll tell you what, even though they got the win, even though they struggled a little bit, it was the way that I heard Kirby Smart talk about prepping for this game yesterday. It was fun to game plan for this one because it was a little more chess match with them, the way they're playing. They're not traditional. You know, they, they get in some four wide sets, and that's not like everybody's 11 and 12. They were 10, and uh, we got to do some different things uh, with that. They, they, they create tough matchups. Fun is not a word. Fun is not a word you normally hear from Kirby Smart. Right. Period. Let alone in talking about prepping for an upcoming opponent. So that just kind of stayed with me. Yeah. And, you know, he explained why. But, again, it was, that was the word that jumped out. Fun? You're having fun? I mean, it's nice. You're number one team in the country, despite what the poll said this past week. How would you feel about that, man? Uh, you know, I, I thought Michigan would go up there. I really expected Michigan to be number one. On but, top of everything that's been yeah. going on with well, them? Yeah, and, 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 and the thing of it is, did that weigh into it? Should that weigh into it? Well, if you look Are at – you judging what they're doing on the field? Should it? Should is the – no, it shouldn't. Also, should their strength of schedule be thrown in there? Because yeah. if that was the case, then there's no way that Michigan would have been number one. That's well, what I'm think, just saying. Well, I think they played a stronger schedule probably people would say than, than what Georgia's played. And also, you know, well, then Ohio State gets that because they've beaten the ranked teams. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that, that they And that was there. salt in the wound for Michigan yeah, fans. Yeah. Well. For the, listen, it don't matter now. But, but here's get, the thing, though. Are we setting it up for two teams from that conference? Because what happened last night at Tuscaloosa says, could there be two teams from the SEC? And that's the other thing that sets it up. Alabama's playing like Alabama again. They weren't playing like Alabama earlier in the season, but them dudes are playing like we, what we're used to seeing. And a lot of people thought they were gone. A lot of people were ready to write them off. All Saban needs to go and just go make Aflac commercials or whatever, you know, and, and, and as we get about the same. Challenge the Right, right. You know, him and the, and the duck. And <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, man. Uh, these guys are playing football like like Alabama again, and they showed it last night against LSU. They want to get back here to Atlanta. They want to line up the game with Georgia. And the thing of it is, if they come back here, an undefeated Georgia team and Bama wins, do they both go? Good question. We've Good always, you know, I mean, we 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 were we're saying that while the Pac-12, what's left of it, is falling apart. Overall, has had a good season. Those teams have all played with someone that have been nationally ranked. Oregon looks to be the best of that. Can they even get in right now? You know, will anybody from the Big 12 get in? Oklahoma just lost yesterday. They just lost. Here's the one that's going to be going to be make it interesting. Given the scenario that you just played out, let's say that Florida State continues winning. Yeah. Now, if Florida State continues to win oh, and that in. scenario plays out that you said, will 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 Alabama leapfrog over them? Over Florida State, you're saying if they beat Georgia in, in well, SEC I'm championship, just, I'm just saying you got to decide if you're going to have two from 
from the SEC or two from the Big Ten. Mm. And that's the thing. Big I Ten mean, ain't, is only going to put one in there this year especially because Ohio State and Michigan have to play each other. Right. Ohio State's already got a chip. They're, I mean, they got – wait, wait, wait. I got the same problem you had earlier. My screen just went away. Um, <sighs> you, I don't that? know that a one. I don't know that a one-loss Big Ten team this year gets in. I just don't. It, You've it, been talking about the schedule that Ohio. I mean, that Michigan has played. Well, let's look at those teams that Ohio State has beaten. You know, and and where's the big du- Notre Dame? You know that win, and depending on what Purdue, what Penn State does this week against Michigan, yeah, I don't know because that's that's what got them to that number one spot, right? Right. right. But people have been talking about the ebbs and flows, just like Georgia Georgia Tech, the ebbs and flows of Penn State. So I don't know. I don't. I don't believe personally that two Big Ten Big Ten teams this year is going to get in there, and then. Big old 400-pound gorilla over there that says, hey, we still haven't figured out what we're going to do with the maize and blue and how we're going to penalize them. Is it just going to be the coach? Which it should be if there's any penalty anyway, but definitely not the kids. But then there's conversation about possibly not letting them be eligible. And if that's the case, somebody from the Big Ten and the commissioner's office got to be screaming a high hell because if they do beat Ohio State, that means pretty much no Big Ten team is going to get in the playoffs. And you know that's not going to happen. Right. They're going to get their money. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I just – it, it, let's just – But I like what Florida see. State's doing. Yeah, that's the one I, I think is the, the one I'm really going to focus on because that's that's going to be interesting. And who do these guys remind you of? I don't know of any other Florida State team in the past that this kind of team reminds me of. Does it Does it for you? Uh, just, just a little different and just it's refreshing because of where that program has been. You know, where the program has been – we used to seeing them obviously with some with some with some talented running back. We had some talented quarterbacks as well, and their, their quarterback is, is is talented and very capable. And they win the games that you're supposed to win. This could have been a bit of a down week this week against Pitt. Pitt's not having a great season. They go up and they do what they have to do. Now people say, well, shouldn't they have scored 40, 50 points on them? They didn't do that, but they but they they you know they got the win and they're handling their business. It would help. If, you know, there's some other teams in the conference, you know, were stronger and playing toward at that level, I mean, they still got Miami coming up on the schedule and obviously right. got the game with Florida coming up too. But, um, you know, they people will probably say they could stand to face some uh, some uh, some better competition in the conference. Of course, top of the schedule, you know, they get the win to start the season. That's, that attracts everybody's attention. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Um, before we get back into college, we're going to talk pros coming up in the next segment. Obviously, the Falcons as they get ready for Minnesota today. But the conversation that started earlier this week, and we're going to tap into it in the next segment with the guy who knows firsthand about it. And that's David Archer. Yeah. About the quarterback situation with this Falcons team right now. And and yes, Desmond went out protocol, uh, the uh, concussion protocol. He had to pretty much deal with that, and so he's going to sit and. You guys were given no indication this past week, those of you that were up at Flowery Branch, that this is going to be long-term. It's, it doesn't seem to be the case. It's yeah. more of a wait-and-see situation. Absolutely. And, and really the, the, the concussion thing to me didn't, didn't factor into this, into this decision because Coach came out and said, you know, Desmond was clear to play. We want to play. This is a choice that we're making based on, on what's best for the team right now. Um, like I said, this is the game they really want to win today. So and, we'll and, talk – 
Yeah, we'll talk to David Archer about that coming up in the next segment. But here's what I wanted to ask you. Yeah. I don't know how much of the rest of college football you've been paying attention to, um, but Caleb, USC, and 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 their fall. They're sitting at six and three. Was it six and three right now? I'm sorry, seven and three, right now. But there ain't no back-to-back Heisman Trophy. Oh no, going out no, there to USC no, this year. No, no, there, there would not be. And will what happened with that team? Um, there's that. I want defense is what happened to that team, or defense lack of defense is what happened with that team. I mean, he's gone out and he's had some some uh, some pretty solid games. Not not all of them, but they they, they don't they don't stop anybody. I didn't get a chance to ask you about Georgia State earlier. Or give you a second before we get on out here. If there was something you wanted, I was the other the other local teams and how they're looking. Kennesaw State, you got Georgia Tech, which we've talked about, and and went away from bowl eligibility. Right now, it looks like there could be will likely be three teams from the area um, that will go bowling this year, and that would that would be great. I mean, if, if Georgia, the Jekyll and Hyde doesn't continue with Georgia State, uh, Georgia Tech though, Georgia Tech. I mean, they they got they got three games left. I believe they win one of them. You know, you know, Clemson maybe not. Syracuse seems to be like the one that they 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 they, they may get. And who who knows? I was going to say Clemson left a lot of stuff on the field yesterday. Yep. And you know, sometimes that plays out the next week. You know, you got to keep your fingers crossed that that's the case. But it it's going to be in it. these last few weeks are going to be really fun in a way for me that I haven't enjoyed in a while because there's so many scenarios and 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 ways things play. And by the way. Enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy it because it ain't coming back because next year everything goes up to 12. True. So True. it's going to be a whole different animal. And we won't be sweating a lot of these, these Also, games, six and three. I'm only about Georgia Southern. Georgia, Georgia Southern has six wins, so they're both eligible as well. Yeah. yeah. We will talk to David Archer up next. Looking forward to it. Falcons of Minnesota later on today. He'll be calling that game with Wes Durham. But we'll get his thoughts on what's going on at the quarterback position and whatever else David won't talk about. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929 thegamecom and take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com, and it's Sam and Greg on this Marty McFly Sunday morning, the fifth day of November. And we wonder why we're saying that. This was the day that Marty McFly went back to 1955. And so. As we reach for insignificant information every Sunday, this is one of those that came up. But also, we're getting ready uh, for a full day of sports action. That's what Sam and I do. Not You ain't got to wait till a 1 o'clock kickoff. We got football starting in about 40 minutes from now. You got Miami and Kansas City out in Germany. You can hear that game. You can't get in front of a TV on WAOK. Pre-game at 9, kick at 9.30. Of course, we got Falcons in Minnesota. Pre-game at 11, kick at 1 o'clock. And tonight, the game that never took place last year for the obvious reasons, but it's going to be special tonight. Buffalo at Cincinnati, 7.30 pre-game, kick at 8.15. And you can hear them all right here on Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Want to welcome in a guest. We love having this guy on here, co-worker of ours, but uh, he is, of course, one of the voices of the Atlanta Falcons on radio, along with West Dorm, our own David Archer. Want to join him. And my question for Dave isn't first about football. This guy's a parent, but he's a parent of a certain he's a parent of a certain age and I'm wondering does he think back fondly of those days when he had to go out and take his kids out trick or treating <laughs> this past week. Are you glad that's behind you, man? And and did you enjoy it when you had to do it? Greg, good to be on with you, Sammy. No, I I uh, I missed all of that stuff, guys. I'm I'm a retro guy. I loved it. I if I could turn the clock back 
15 years and, and do it all again, uh, I would do it. Um, my my kids have, have uh, flown the coop, and, and uh, I, I miss all that kind of stuff. So the cold nights, uh, the way too warm nights, it didn't matter. And, and doing the entire neighborhood, you had to do – See, this was like going to a ball game. Remember how you guys used to go to a ball game with dad? And dad saying, well, we can't leave till the game's over. Yeah. You can't leave in a sixth <laughs> inning. Well, we couldn't finish third street until we got every house in the subdivision. My kids, I'd, be, I'd have one under each arm dragging them up the hill to try to get them back home. So I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> did you have a favorite uh, costume yourself that you wore? Co- yeah, the best thing I did for them, and I did it for them, obviously, was was it for me, but – uh, they were they're big Star Wars fans, and so I I did the full blown Darth Vader, and I didn't Whoa. let them know I was going to do it. And I came out of a back room, almost like if you remember in uh, you know uh, Revenge of the Jedi or, or uh, what was it? Uh, I don't know the middle the middle one. Return the of the Jedi. Uh, well, it was the one before that. Uh, the oh, Empire Strikes Empire Back. Empire Strikes Back. You remember when Luke goes down in the cave, and all of a sudden Vader comes walking around the corner. He goes down in that cave when he's visiting, when he's trying to yeah. learn from Yoda. Anyway, I came walking around the corner like that, and we had a little bit of music playing, and I scared the living daylights out of the kids. It was phenomenal. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, all six foot plus of their dad coming around the wow. corner in that outfit. Right. Wow, oh, wow, man. Fantastic, fantastic. Folks, in case you wonder, folks, we are spending time on the waitfor.com outline <laughs> with Dave Archer. You will hear him later today with West Durham on the call for Falcons against the Vikings here on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Archer, saw you this week uh, up at Flowery Branch on the day we got the information of the quarterback change, and I think it was kind of expected for a lot of a lot of folks. I don't know if you expected it, uh, well, and, and once you heard it, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I was kind of leaning towards that that was going to be the way it was going to be, not for my own sake, but I kind of felt like that was kind of what, what Art was thinking. I think there were a lot of things in play here. Obviously, you got to win the football game. That's first and foremost, um, and maybe not first and foremost. Maybe maybe number one is Ritter and where Des is from a health standpoint. Um, that was obviously a, a very good, very big concern. I think there were concerns on the sideline, even though he was cleared from the concussion protocol. A lot of people say, "Well, why didn't he get back in? You're you're benching him." Now, I think he was doing some things early on in the game that indicated he'd been rocked, and and maybe some of the protocols and things they put you through don't necessarily get some of that out of you uh, to where they can determine that you've been, been rocked pretty good because some of the things, just the way he was acting a little bit, I mean, he wasn't answering some of the questions. There was, there was some things that he wasn't normally doing as a quarterback on the field that were starting to show up a little bit. So I think that that was the number one reason. Uh, And then they needed a spark. And I, so I think it was twofold, but Heineke came in and let's, Let's make sure we remember, though, that they made adjustments at halftime. And I thought Taylor came in and did a really good job. Ball came out on time. He distributed the ball. He even pulled it down and took off and made one unbelievable run there. I thought he was sacked twice to extend a drive. But they made adjustments at halftime. He, Ritter was sacked five times in the first half, and his average start position was his own 12-yard line. That was, that was not his doing. None of that was his doing. So they made some adjustments at halftime, fixed some of the screw-ups they were having with fielding kicks, and then also fix some of the protection issues. So Taylor was a beneficiary of that. So let's not put it all on, on the young quarterback, but Taylor was the right choice here. Veteran guy, you've got a, you've got a defense that's going to come in here and try to blitz you and get after you. I think there's going to be a bunch of looks that maybe Desmond's never seen before that Taylor probably has a little taste for, and that's why you got Taylor, Taylor Heineke as your quarterback. 
David Archer joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. We could go back and forth on what's going to happen with that quarterback position, but let's focus on what's going on the defensive side and one that we know will be a loss for this team. The, um, the loss of Grady Jarrett and, and how this team rallies around and, and, and the defensive side of the ball, your thoughts on that? Yeah, phenomenal loss, Greg. Um, the guy, the man, first of all, is 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 probably the biggest part of that um, because of not, and we know what he does on game day, and, and it's as good as you can get from a defensive tackle position. Um, he's one of the most double team players in the National Football League. You can list the top six or seven, and Grady's probably going to be in that category uh, just because he's so active and relentless with what he does on the field. That attitude that he has on game day carries Monday through Saturday, which affects the other players around him and how they come to work, how they prepare. Uh, Grady, I think, has constantly got a chip on his shoulder and constantly trying to prove he deserves to be here. After being a fifth-round draft pick and kind of forgotten and too small to play, he's proven all of those things wrong. Well, he's never forgotten where he came from, which I think is as cool as can be, is he's never forgotten that chip and that and that feeling he had when he got drafted in the fifth round when he thought he maybe should have come earlier or maybe should have been respected a little bit more. And so he's constantly looking for that respect, and he's constantly displaying that to his teammates. That's maybe you're going to miss him as much Monday to Saturday in preparation as you will on Sunday. We're going to miss you because we, we, you're going to miss him because you won't get to say, you shall not pass. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> Yeah, the reason we not have one of my staple lines, uh, Sammy, you know that. <laughs> but David, it, it's kind of a unique matchup today against Minnesota, and, and that's why I wanted to get to the defensive side of the ball. The meetings on the defense this past week had to do with the quarterback that they're going to be facing, or not the starter. Both of these teams are going into a game where either the backup or a, a new quarterback entirely is going to be playing. That's rare, and what those meetings must have been like this past week. Yeah, I think that there's always uh, a little bit of difficulty in preparing for a guy you haven't seen. Jaron Hall is an outstanding athlete. If, in fact, it is Jaron Hall, it sounds like it's going to be the rookie from BYU. And and so he's got tremendous athleticism. I mean, this will be one of those deals where you'll have to go throw some tape on from his college and, and look at him and what he did there. Good passer, uh, really good athlete, can pull it down, extend drives, do those type of things. If Josh Dobbs gets in, you might have a little bit more of a bank of information on Dobbs because he's played this season played in Arizona. Uh, what, a weird, what a weird year it's been for him. thought he was going to be the backup uh, back east, and all of a sudden he comes back, it comes west to Arizona as the starter and all the things that go on there. So uh, crazy to think how his, his, his uh, season's gone. But as far as Jaron Hall goes, I think the preparation that you're trying to get from him, um, well, just, you're preparing for the scheme. You're not going to prepare for the quarterback. Now, obviously, the impromptus and the ability to pull it down will be a challenge. Arch, thoughts about the offensive line. I'm going to go back to the offensive side of the ball because it's different when you hear a different voice. Uh, maybe the cadence is a little bit different. Um, you know, they had a chance to work with Taylor you know, last week in the game in the second half, and it seems like things clicked very well. Is there a checklist or anything for the linemen that we watch for today? Well, certainly you got the week of practice, Sam, so you got to hear – Taylor's voice and it's not a it's not like you've got a guy just coming in uh that hasn't been with the team like a Josh Dobbs if he were to get in the game for Minnesota that would be a strange voice altogether Taylor's been getting some reps albeit probably not as many reps and remember he played all through all through uh fall camp he played all the snaps virtually in the fall camp so they're familiar with him and and like you said he got the snaps uh, at the end of the game last week so I think they're up to speed there I don't think there'll be an issue there at all I, I really am curious about 
Archer's opinion on this. I mean, it has nothing to do with the Falcons, but this past week, the craziness that finally played out in um, in Las Vegas and the Raiders just kind of cleaning house. And it's not just the fact that Josh McDaniel got fired. My bigger question to you is this. As we sit and talk about Bill Belichick being this great mind, you look at the list of his assistants once they got their own job, and there's nobody who's really getting it done. And then you look at what he's had to deal with since he lost Tom Brady. What are your thoughts on the Belichick tree? Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Um, because you could call Nick Saban part of that tree as well. And so does it extend to the college ranks where what Nick has done with the people that he's taught, does, does Bill get credit for that? Because those two spent some time together as well. But in the pro ranks, it has not been good. It's not one of, been one of those scenarios where you say, wow, he's, he's, uh, uh, his seed is all over the league. It's, it's definitely not been that way. And, and really the only guy that you can kind of point to that seems like that has been able to accomplish that is Bill Walsh. Um, I mean, there have been other guys that have had coaches that go out that haven't been successful. I don't think that Bill Belichick is exclusive to that um, uh, inability to have guys do well once they leave uh, the nest, so to speak, from New England. And there's no question, when you get the greatest quarterback of all time, and I think that you know many would say Tom is that greatest quarterback. Obviously, Joe Montana's in that conversation. There's probably three or four guys in that conversation. But when you win as much as he did, I mean, there is something to that. I mean, coaches need that guy on the field that's an extension of them that has that competitive nature. And, and there's nobody more competitive than Tom Brady was. He carried that team uh, on the field, and he was Belichick on the field. So – when you lose half of you, which I would say that Bill did when he lost Brady, um, only half of you is not normally uh, enough. Yep, folks, we're wrapping up here on the WaitForIt.com hotline with Dave Watcher. Like I said, well, I didn't say earlier, he is social. And you can <laughs> find him on Twitter or the X, whatever you call it, in the last 15 minutes at ArcherQB16 at ArcherQB16. Arch, thoughts about this offense getting up to a good start. There's no Drake London today, uh, but there's still a lot of uh, a talent and a lot of weapons around Taylor Haneke, what's a good start for this offense? Well, a good start would be kind of what you, you're expecting, and that would be, or what you would think it would be, and that would be to go down for points on the board. I mean, you've got a young quarterback on the other side that's going to be nervous, that's going to get in his, get in his first opportunity. Um, he's got some weapons on his side of the ball, albeit Jordan Jefferson will not be on the field. Jordan, uh, or Justin Jefferson will not be on the field. Jordan Addison will be. Hockenstein, the the tight end, is a good player. They've got two serviceable backs. So it's not like they're coming in devoid of, of, of weapons. That's why um, Kurt Cousins was where he was leading the league and throwing the football. So, um, And this is a defense that can get after you. Denell Hunter leads the league in sacks. They can, they can rush the passer. They're going to blitz. They're going to get after you. I would say that distribution of the football for Taylor is going to be first and foremost. He talked about it in his, in his press conference on Wednesday. My job is to get the ball to my playmakers, and he's got a lot of them. Even though Drake's not going to play, and I don't need to list all of them. You guys talk about them all the time. But he's got guys to get to, and I would imagine Arthur's play calling will reflect that. We're going to move the ball over the place. We're going to make it tough for the Vikings to hone in on whatever we're doing. And when they come after you, which they're going to do, this is a blitz team, you have to touch them down the field. You have to hurt them. And make them get out of that. Make them. I used to love to play against blitz teams because I knew I was going to get man coverage, and there wasn't a lot of reading. Now I pick out my best matchup and I take that shot. And if they're going to try to defend Kyle Pitts with a safety or whoever they're going to try to do, that's a matchup problem for them. Matt Collins is a matchup problem for them from a size standpoint. You got to pick out those matchups and you got to hurt them down the field.
Man, and that's the best way to end it. Yeah. With a break with a breakdown like that. I was gonna say something to him, but I mean, listen, there's no point. David Archer, you're gonna hear him on the call today with West Durham. Falcons in Minnesota. If you can't get in front of a TV, you can hear pregame at eleven, kick at one o'clock. And I just want to leave you with this, Arch. I will never watch Star Wars and Darth Vader again the same way. <laughs> <laughs> I will not. True. I will be thinking of you, True. buddy. Enjoy the rest of your day and thanks as always, David. Thanks, Arch. Greg, Sammy, always great to be with you guys. You guys keep doing keep doing a good job. Appreciate you, man. There you go. David Archer joining us here. We're gonna give you our thoughts on today's matchups and then turn things over to the Wait for Tailgate show coming up. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 the Game, 929thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 the Game, 929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg. Again, thank you for letting us be a part of your weekend mornings. We're going to be back on Saturdays soon. We'll say soon. You know, the uh, high school, your Friday night high school scoreboard show, the uh, champion, the playoffs yep. are in, in full well, effect. Playoffs get started this week. So that will be coming to an end, college football. We know what that's like. And when that happens, Sam and I will be back on Saturday mornings. In the meantime, you just got us here on Sunday mornings, and we just want to regularly thank you for letting us be a part of your uh, weekend mornings here. Also, having said that, can I just touch on something that um, David Archer said? Sure. We were talking to Arch, and we just asked him before we got into the whole Falcons thing about, you know, Halloween and, you know, does he miss it, taking his kids out and so on and so forth. So he gave us a nugget that we didn't know, and he, he loved it, misses it, would go back and do it again for his kids and then told a story about how he scared the living you-know-what out of his kids <laughs> one year coming out dressed as Darth Vader. Yeah. And, you know, what, Arch is like That's six, a visual. Yeah, Arch is like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, something like that. In, yeah. in that. And when he puts that helmet on, he's about 6'5", yeah, right? 6'6". That, six, six. That, that, that is a visual. So he came around the corner. But it got me thinking about a project that's being made right now. And he's already a star. If done right, this is going to take him to that next level. Were you a Star Wars fan? Yeah. Billy D. Williams uh-huh. came into the Star Wars trilogy, the original ones, in the second one, right? Right. I think it was Empire Strikes Back. Playing which character? Uh, Lando. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Lando Calrissian. Mm-hmm. They've made movies about Luke. They've made them about Hans. They are making Lando. Really? They are making a movie about... Uh, the one Star Wars character that's regularly talked about in the barbershop. <laughs> All right? And that yep. is Lando Calrissian. Do you know who's playing Lando Calrissian? I have no idea. Donald Glover. Really? Yes. Oh, man. He is already a star. He does this right, and he gets a couple movies out of it. I, he gets to the next level. Yeah, man. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But I just see that. Well, when I saw that, I was thinking, who? would want to take on playing. Got to be a good-looking dude. The first person I thought of was Michael B. Jordan. Because, you know, Billy D. Williams had the same effect on ladies back then that he does now. Yeah. And I'm always reminded of Larisha. Yeah. <laughs> Our girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's my husband in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, right. so I thought Michael B. Jordan would be the perfect person for it. But, you know, who knows? It? He, maybe he turned it down. Yeah. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, Donald Glover is going to be Lando in the uh, – that's interesting. Yeah, man. It is. When it will be, when it will take place, will it be a prequel to, you know, the other Star Wars? I don't think he was killed. I'm trying to think of the last one here. Empire Strikes Back. I don't think he was killed. No. And I didn't follow it. Anyway, wanted to throw that out there. <sighs> well, remind people about the Hawks, man. The Hawks are. Uh, well, I was just getting that ready. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. Our, our team's rolling. 
last night at New Orleans, but they are getting ready to take on Oklahoma City. Now, again, if you can't get in front of a TV, you can't find this Hawks at Oklahoma City tomorrow night. Pre-tip at 7.30, tip at 8 o'clock. You want to find a place to check it out. And by the way, the Monday night football game, Chargers at the Jets, you can hear that game on uh, WAOK. Pre-game 7.30 or pre-kick 7.30, kick at 8.15. But the reason folks want to check out as much of that Hawks-Oklahoma City game as they can, because I'm sure that there will be replays of an event that happens that day, correct? Right. Right. Uh, well, while they're in Oklahoma, it's a homecoming for Trey Young, and he's going to get his own street. So, yeah, they got to film that. You know, absolutely. they got they, they got to film they, that. I mean, that, that is big. This is a uh, quite, quite a road trip for the Hawks. It started last night in New Orleans against the Pelicans. That's four in a row this team has won now after dropping the first two. Uh, so things are rolling with this basketball team, which is great to see. But this is the second stop on the road trip, and then they go to Mexico City. Keep my mouth shut. To take on the Orlando Magic. Yeah, so that'll be Thursday night. That's Thursday night. Pre-tip at nine. Tip at nine thirty. You can hear that right here. Sports. We got a lot of stuff. So we got Hawks going on. We got Thursday night football. Carolina at Chicago. WAOK will have that for you. We got now. Here's the one that we sort of glossed over really quick: the MLS playoffs in Atlanta United. Yeah, is uh, taking a Columbus. I'm hoping that we can get a hold of Joe Patrick. Uh, I know those guys at the Wait for Tailgate show is getting set up there on north uh, north side. I just and, want I just want Tuesday night. We just need some boom Yakamakas. <laughs> we in, in the worst way. I mean, we lost two nil. We were outshot fourteen to one up in Columbus. Only one shot on goal. That is not Atlanta United. That is not the way they play. But with Diago Almada out, you know, having having to sit out because he got sent off the field in the last regular season contest. He's not there as part of the reason why they just, to me, just didn't play their usual style, attacking style. We expect that to come back Tuesday night uh, when they play down at the Benz and get Columbus here and even this series. I think the, I think they can do that. They just, you know, they were just out there just trying to play defense and weren't even, like, looking at the goal. Like they're just trying to, to be defensive, and they gave up a goal there in the first right in stoppage time uh, before halftime of the first half and then a penalty kick. There in the second half, two nils the final. So, got to pay these guys back. Amato will be back, and we want to hear some boom yakamakas. Boom yakamakas. Tuesday, yes, right. we can have them a couple of times, not just once. Let's do it twice. We uh, and obviously we're going to continue. But you know, when you get Sam and Greg on a Sunday morning, we give you a little bit of everything that happened this past week. Yeah, we focus on football, college, and pros, but there's other stuff that happens. So this is the time that we like to just touch on it. And then move on, and we're going to tee you up for these guys. They're going to be deep diving into Falcons, Minnesota, and, and everything else that's going on around the NFL. But I want to get you to give me a comment one way or the other. We had a major event that ended this past week, and we've not even talked about it. Of course, it had the lowest ratings, I think, period. But the World Series ended, man. <laughs> you ain't care one spit nope. about what was going on there. Nope. We saw history, though. Yeah. We got Bruce Bochy, four rings. Yeah. Okay. There's a neon sign above Mr. Crenshaw's head right now, blinking apathy. Shout shout out to our homeboys that that do get rings out of this. You know, Will Smith, who gets another one. I think that's three teams in three years for him. Uh, I think he's Pauline High School. Uh, No, no, no. No, no. no. Where'd he go to school? He's he's Noonan. He, 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 oh, I think another that other picture that was for the Braves for a minute went to East Paul. No, he's East Paul. That's the guy from Philly. This guy always the guy always beats us from Philly. You mean with the with the arm? Yeah. No, 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 no. Well, who are you talking about? Uh, um, that's a. All right. Well, anyway, 
I just wanted to get your, your thoughts on a one to five World Series. Did you like it? You just want to shout out to the local yeah. connections there. Nathaniel Lowe, the other one, went, went to Pope High School, and he, he's on, he's on the, on the on the Rangers. Okay, all right. Like I said, we, we just hadn't worked, talked at all World Series. I know you didn't care one way or the other about it. Um, and and lastly, I I want to do this because we got Joe Patrick. He's going to come join us real quick here. Um, we had Halloween this past week, but. That is not celebrated all around the world, and this is special to me because the caregiver of my father is Serbian, and she likes to remind me how much, you know, the guy who I can't stand, how important he is in her country, and that's uh, Djokovic. And then um, Djokovic for for Denver. So I get those two, their names. You ever heard of St. Luca? No. That's what they celebrate. In Serbia, there is no Instead Halloween. Instead of Halloween. Instead of Halloween, okay. it is St. Luca. And they have parties like we would have Thanksgiving parties where tons of people. It's, it's, it's a, connected to a religion, but St. Luca is the big night in Serbia. I found that out this past week because as I was checking on Pops and I went and said, how'd you spend Halloween? And she said, I had 70 people at my house and... We were celebrating St. Luca, and I didn't know what that was, and so I was educated on it. So if you want to know what they do over there in that part of the country versus Halloween, Google it. But St. Luca is what they uh, they celebrate. That's, okay. that's what okay. Jokic okay. would celebrate. That's okay. what that tennis player, number one. Wheeler is who you're thinking. <laughs> yes. Zach, Zach Wheeler is East Pauling. Oh, okay. Okay. The for the Phillies. Let's welcome this guy in here who he wears multiple hats on this station. Uh, Eric, you can – Dispense with the, the getting rid of the dump and all that stuff because I want to talk to Joe Patrick here. Joe, uh, now, Morning. I would run through my insignificant information. Morning. But we're going to hold on to that there, man. We want to bring Morning, you on guys. here and get your thoughts on. So what do we want first from Joe? Do we want to start with Atlanta United and work up to the Falcons? Uh, that with the time we got. Okay. We'll give some, let's get some Atlanta United. We haven't talked to anybody. Joe, what, what, what's your thoughts yeah. as this team comes back home uh, with Thiago Almada back out there and, uh, and Tuesday night? Well, hopefully with a player like him, he can get this offense clicking a little bit better in the attack. I mean, it was really as bad as it's ever been in that first playoff game. And you got to credit Columbus Crew. I mean, that that is a team. It's a bit of a buzzsaw, I think, that Atlanta United has run into in the playoffs here. That looked like a team to me that could win MLS Cup, that could win the whole entire championship. I mean, they look like a like a solid unit, and they've got a couple of Atlanta United guys in there in that squad and throwing to Nagby and Julian Gressel, which is kind of fun, but you would like it would be even more fun if Atlanta United was beating them. But hopefully Tiago can just get things going a little bit because they only generated one shot in that game. That's a franchise low for an entire game, and so they've got to turn things around. And I think that, honestly, like my honest opinion, they're going to have to win this game and then go back to Columbus and win again, something that I don't think that this team can do. But at the very least... Make it exciting. Make it fun. Make it attacking. Score some goals when you're here, and treat the you know reward the home fans and just try to get that win. Um, you know you got you got to take the small positives from the, the the position that this team is in right now. They're not in the best form they've been in uh, of the season, and so you just hope that they can just you know reward the fans with a special performance uh, in the last home game of the season or what could be. All right. Well, that's going to be two, again Tuesday night, Land United Columbus pre kick at seven, kick at seven thirty. You can hear it all right here on Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. All right, I'm not going to do a deep dive. Mr. Crenshaw doesn't care. Let's get to the Falcons. But before we do, scale of 1 to 10. We'll just do it that way. Scale of 1 to 10, how did this year's World Series fall in for you? Because you do talk baseball with us. And I think we have him. I think he's getting prepped over there. So maybe we lost Joe. <laughs> did we? Check one, two. All right, never mind, Eric. 
That's all right. Hit the uh, insignificant thing there if we still got it ready to go, and we'll just move on. That's live radio, right? That was like us. Yep. As the show winds down, it's time for us to cover some of the things we haven't yet as we flush out some of the small stories we may have missed with Sam and Greg. See, we talk about a little everything. We give you a little bit of everything that happens on this day. Uh, birthdays on this day. Happy 53rd birthday. You ready for this? 53. Javi Lopez. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Really? Javi Lopez is 53 today. Happy 64th birthday to uh, Brian Adams. Chris Jenner, 68 today. Wow. Happy 71st birthday to Bill Walton. That's the best Bill Walton impression I could do. <laughs> uh, and Ike Turner would have celebrated a birthday today. Happy 45th birthday, Bubba Watson. Okay. And turning 31 today, Odell Beckham. Man. Ulysses S. Grant, um, FDR, Nixon, Clinton were all either elected or reelected on this date. Wow. All those presidents. Okay. Instead of going through this whole thing. First, uh, first uh, United States Post Office was opened up on this day. But here's the one I've really been wanting to tell you and see if you guys can guess. Today was the day that Parker Brothers, back in 1935, launched a new game. Parker Brothers launched a new game on this day, 1935. Can any of you guys guess what it is? There's a little game called Monopoly. Ah. It was on this day. Uh, 1968, the first American League pitcher to win the MVP was named. The first American League pitcher was named MVP on this day. Denny McLean, Tigers. Really? Then he met the Sopranos and got involved in drug yeah, trafficking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, embezzlement, and racketeering, and he had to go to jail. He's a musician. He used to play a little keyboard. A little something. Also, yes. in a related story, I had forgotten about how many years he got, but Mercury Morris also got busted on this day for pretty much the same thing, drug trafficking, conspiracy, possession of cocaine. That was in 1981. Um, and Sonny Bono was reelected as congressman in California yeah. on this day. Y'all don't know about that. And this is the strangest one. I will end with this. Two hours after he was, after he resigned, Davey Johnson, manager of, I think, 997. I don't know if he was still with the Mets. But two hours after he resigned, he was named manager of the year. Oh, man. <laughs> he was, uh, so this was American League. Whatever that American League team he was with in 97. He was named American League Manager of the Year two hours after he resigned. That, that would have been the Baltimore Orioles. That sir. was your team? That was the <laughs> Orioles? <laughs> Listen, as uh, Eric, well, since you're on here, thank you for everything you've done today. I want to thank all our guests, Adam Alexander, David Archer, and Mr. Crenshaw. Yeah. Have yourself a wonderful rest of your day. You do as well. Those guys are out there on north side there. That would be your Wade for Tailgate show with John Fricky, Harper LaBelle, and Joe Patrick. We hope Joe's okay. We had him on the air, and then all yeah. of a sudden – Hit the get smart button and got let's get this W stage. today, y'all. Rise up. That's right. Falcons, Minnesota. We got well, let me just tell you real quick. We got football action starting in about five minutes. Down on WAOK, Miami, Kansas City. That kick is at 9:30. Pre-game starts at 9. Falcons, Minnesota, 11 o'clock pregame kick at 1. And then tonight, Buffalo at Cincinnati. Pre-game 7:30, kick at 8:15. You guys have yourself a wonderful rest of your day. Have a great week. Thank you for letting us be a part of your Saturday and Sunday mornings. This is Greg, along with Sam. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.